Hi, I'm Alice Zhao. I'm Curtis Herbert. And I'm Jelly, a.k.a. Daniel Farrelly. And this is Independence, a show where the three of us talk about our efforts to make a living from the web and mobile, but these days, mostly mobile, right? Right? Street corner sometimes. <laughs> what? What do you like? <laughs> you do what you gotta do. What? <laughs> I'm I not live sure. in the city now. I'm not really Street sure. Street corners are where yeah. the money's at. Is this like at, late at night? Are you dancing? No, no. Don't you see the homeless people out there with the signs? Okay. Except mine says like, <laughs> I'm an independent developer. Anything you give can help. I mean, it's it's like I'm selling in the app store. I'm begging for money. That sounds right. That sounds right. It feels <laughs> natural. Anyway. Okay. Sure. After our last episode where we talked about what it means to fail, um, I kind of panicked for a little bit and it was a rough episode <laughs> yeah, a lot of feels was, you know yeah and so i panicked for a little bit thinking what is what would my exit strategy be i don't know um but then i quickly recovered and I said no i got this we're going to you know we're going to roll out our next app and it's going to be amazing and we're going to make it work indie life forever as curtis likes to say right right <laughs> yeah. so i started thinking more about like okay with the impending relaunch of Gus, uh, we're going to be losing the App Store optimization magic we may have achieved in the past. And I wanted to think about what are the some of the ways to bring our old users into the new app as well as the brand new users? Yeah, so um, at least for me, one of the things I've at least written about, and I know that we intend to cover as a show topic, so you don't need to email Jelly after this episode. Why would you email me? You can email Russell. Yes, email Russell. But so advertising has, I want to say, worked pretty well for me. At least I've gotten to the point where the cost to acquire a user, I can justify it. I just don't have the VC money to turn on that fire hose and spend yeah. a bunch of money on that advertising. <laughs> uh, but it certainly worked, you know, pretty well for me to acquire, you know, some small trickle of users yeah. that has certainly helped. Yeah, I, I mean, we've talked about the press before. That's definitely a way to bring users across to the app and especially like it, and that covers off both sets of them, like the new users and the, like the users from past apps. We've gone into that in a past episode, um, the talking to the press, I think it was called, but it's, it is a great way of bringing users to your app that may not have otherwise heard of it because it comes with those recommendations and stuff like that. So because we're losing all this app store optimization magic, I've been trying to think, how do I think outside the box of looking for users? So like non-standard ways? Yeah, non-standard, non-advertising. I mean, we'll definitely try those as well. But I'd like to think about like more strategic ways to, well, as an indie, you know, spend zero money. <laughs> yeah, I get what you're saying. The stuff that's, you know, when you Google how to have successful app, the uh, these things aren't necessarily on the bullet list of things that you have to do. Because I feel like it's always, uh, you know, set up a website, uh, launch your app and then go, oh, shoot, I forgot to talk to the press and then buy some advertising. Like those are the kind of standard things. And I think that you can get a lot more creative with that. And I think that's kind of what you're getting at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, one of those, I guess one of the non-standard ways that I've tried, and it's, this is probably kind of bridging the gap between non-standard and standard, because I think plenty of apps try this. But with GifWrapped, I'm definitely going for an, uh, an extended, pun intended, maybe, an extended <laughs> version of this, because I'm trying to do something with GifWrapped that I personally kind of refer to as GifWrapped Everywhere, which is really actually terribly named, but the general gist of it is to build GifRap's user base and to make GifRap more convenient through the use of features, which obviously is a fairly standard thing. But one of the really good examples of this is that when I um, when iMessage apps first came to the App Store two years ago, three years? How old? Three? 
Yes. Yeah, it's, it's been a while. Yeah. When they first came to the App Store, that was an obvious thing for gift wrapped because gift wrapped is yeah. like largely mm-hmm. social and it's like, okay, well, I mean, that makes sense. So I smashed together an iMessage extension and the numbers were amazing. It was great. I like, so let's take a second back there. You listen to everyone else who talks about iMessage extensions and they just laugh at that as like, oh, you know, <laughs> they're useless. Nobody ever uses them. And it's like, if you have an app that actually fits that niche, right. people will use it. It's yeah. mind blowing. It's, <laughs> yeah. People, people like iMessage extensions because they're convenient. Like they yes. are yes. super convenient, but they're only good if you actually have reason to use them. I don't really see the point of having like a sticker app for like, <laughs> your one password which is a thing like that is literally a thing so wait can i ask you how you feel about a sticker extension for slopes because i've had one i know it's not the same like (laughs) i I mean i don't necessarily know i I wouldn't use it i have never used the the one password stickers even though they're there but that is probably a really good way of having of putting your app out there because it's something that is hashtag branding well yeah and the thing is is that like the iMessage extensions and the stickers extensions that kind of, which, I mean, they're all the same thing, but like they are a great way of providing your users with a way to talk about your app, with linking to your app that shows the name and the link to your app and stuff yep. like that. So it's a great way of, uh, of bringing people in. And I feel like that's kind of extends to a bunch of other things on this, on like around the platform, around iOS. They're not really so much a thing these days, but the document pickers were a great example of like, being able to like open up your app and uh, and browse the contents of it um, when you have things in iCloud Drive, if you have a little folder, you have the little icon, and it's you know a place to store all your stuff that gets shunted off to other places. These are sort of the goals that like I'm trying to accomplish with like this concept of gift wrapped everywhere of <laughs> like making it so that a it's convenient for the people that you've already mm. got, but also like provides reasons for people to come into the app and reasons for people to pick up the app. One of the things that I've talked about previously, which is really it's an internal thing kind of, my share extension but also within the app can download Twitter GIFs and that has been, as far as user like users, uh, whether or not they're paying users is a whole other question, <laughs> but as far as like <laughs> getting users, that is the thing that people talk about. It's like if you want a GIF, you you want to download a GIF from Twitter, then you get GIF wrapped and that's the thing that you can use to, to download. And that's been a great way of like bringing people into the app the trick is to get them to pay for it <laughs> yeah that's a whole other that's that's also another episode <laughs> but that's something that i i think that's a good distinction there of it's not just necessarily cramming in new features but it's features that get you new channels yeah. that you might not mm-hmm. have had before twitter yeah. being a channel there not just a feature yeah and you know, iMessage. iMessage being a channel yeah. and iMessage is something that i want to get into you know i joked about the sticker pack it was low-hanging fruit <laughs> but like i have a legit idea for an iMessage extension that i think would be extremely compelling for my users while they're on the mountain there's just a little bit of technical know-how and potential machine learning that i have to throw at this to make it actually work the way i want it to it's going to be a painful project but that's going to be another channel to bring people in because now now, when people are on the mountain, they'll have something that they can have compelling uses with. Mm. And the watch has been the same for me. It's been something that, you know, I think I've shared the stat on the show, but if not, I think it's on my blog somewhere. I talk about it often enough. Um, but like 25% of my users record via the watch app. Like the watch is huge for me for skiing yeah. and snowboarding, which makes sense because people wear gloves. And <laughs> that's not just 
a feature like an editor or a new 3D rendering or something like that. Yeah. But that's kind of a new platform for me to come in through. That's a, that's a new channel for people to discover me through. You know, they're not looking for a good skiing app. They're looking for a good skiing watch app. So that makes them look for that. Just like for you, Jelly, they're looking for uh, an app that works with Twitter and GIFs and is able to pull those out of there. It's the same kind of thing. Like it's a different distribution channel that people think about, not just the app store per se. Yeah. I mean, this is this is definitely like as far as this topic is concerned of like you, like bringing users into your app, this is the really low-hanging fruit because this is the stuff that's relatively easy. It's part of the thing, this stuff that you're yeah. probably going to do anyway. It's just thinking about it in a way and prioritizing stuff that's going to bring new people into your app and, and kind of making that your priority when it comes to development. It's really not a thing that you have to add to your, like, your task list. It's more of a, like, a, a reshuffle of, like, and a flipping over of the thinking, like, I've got some time. I want to, you know, do a new feature or whatever. What can I pick out of this list of stuff that I've got to get done that is going to bring new users in, be the most beneficial to users? That's that sort of stuff. Like, that it's, it comes down to, and again, we've had a topic on this, how you choose the features that you add to your app. Well, and I think one thing that you kind of accidentally touched on there that's important is this isn't something you want to add to your roadmap. If this isn't something that you felt was already a natural fit for your app, adding it to your roadmap, unless you're really sure it's actually going to work for you, it's going to be like the slope sticker pack, which, okay, it's there, it's cool, haha, whatever, <laughs> but it's not getting me any new yeah. users. Yeah. Like, that's just right. something that's not right. going to move the needle for me. Yeah. And I only did it because it was easy to do. Yeah. Um, but it's not like all of a sudden you're going to add a watch app and then all of a sudden you're going to get a bunch of users. Look at watchOS as it is today. All those types of apps are dying off, whereas the fitness apps are absolutely thriving on watch. Mm. So it's really a matter of making sure it was already on your roadmap because you felt it fit your niche. Right. And I, like, I, as much as I, I, I hate on the sticker packs, <laughs> it makes a lot more sense to have those than, say, gift wrapped on the watch. Like it. Sure. With stickers, it's a great way of like of putting yourself out there. It's really easy. You just have to have some like image assets. It's just right. just added on. It's not a lot of work, and it means that you you putting yourself out there just in that little way of like providing yeah. a way for people to share stuff, providing and it's a, a way bit of fun for, people for those to users. Do the social stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it's so as much as like I'm yeah you know, I'm a bit kind of hating on that. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it, but. If you're going to go down that path and you have a legitimate like reason, like there would be no point in me having a gift wrapped sticker pack. Nobody right. wants to share like stickers that I've created for gift wrapped. What they want is to be able to share the gifts that they've collected. Right. <laughs> like that makes way more sense. So you have to think about it in that sort of way of like, what can I add that's going to be of the most use? And if I just added a sticker pack, I would have gotten passed over. It was the iMessage sure. app that allowed you to like share the images yeah. that made people go, wait, this is something that I'm interested. I'm going to download this. And then like, because that comes with the regular app, they start to use the regular app as well. Versus I've seen a, an interesting flip to that is on Instagram. There's a webcomic I follow and there, uh, Instagram seems to have made them take off. I never thought of that as a webcomic distribution channel, but sure. <laughs> and they came out with a sticker pack on iOS and it's very popular. People love it because it's something that they can send back and forth. It's a comic related to couples. Um, so it's like they can send back cute little things of the boyfriend or the girlfriend type of thing back and forth. And it just works really well as like a chat with your significant other to throw that kind of thing in there. And 
it's getting a lot of downloads, it seems, and doing very well for them because for them, that kind of sticker pack made sense. Yeah. So it's a new avenue for people to find their webcomic as a flip side. They see this cute couple you know, little sticker yeah. going through and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, what's this? And they find out it's a webcomic. And they start reading and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So it, yeah, it no. all depends on what your niche will find worthwhile. You have to go down the path mm-hmm. of figuring out what is a worthwhile feature to be adding to do that stuff. Yeah. That's, I guess, if, if this is your aim is to acquire users then like you've got to think about it yeah. in that in that way i was listening to this um other podcast i should probably not talk about other podcasts but <laughs> i was no, thinking why no i'm just kidding <laughs> uh, but i was listening to this other podcast <laughs> about like being able to focus on things that yeah are they gonna are they gonna 1x 2x your user base <laughs> if not then maybe you shouldn't be focusing on it and i and I sent a message to Yana. I'm like, is that what our Etsy store is? That was a shiny new thing. <laughs> we just wanted to try. <laughs> and it was it didn't really increase it. Well, I mean, and there is, you have to be careful because sometimes yeah. you do need to test the market. Yeah, So right. you might not know if it's going to 1X or 2X things, but you had to test and find out. Right. So there's, yeah. there's valid reasons. <laughs> I, I mean, you can go, I feel like this is almost its own topic. You can go down the path of like figuring out and trying to figure out like, how is this going to affect my user base? You don't necessarily always know. Like the reason right, that I added true. the Twitter, ex- like the, the ability to download Twitter gifts wasn't because I was like, you know what? People want to download Twitter gifts. They're all going to come and use my app because of that. <laughs> that was not in my thought at all. My thought was was like, I've been getting this requested. I need to do something about it. Just I've put it off for so long because it's a giant pain to be able to convert videos and etc. And so I, I just added it. And I don't think even went out in like a major release. It was like a it was like a point release. It was not <laughs> like it was such a small fry thing that yeah. like as far as I was concerned that I didn't even like give it the time of day. Like it was just yeah. like okay, I'm going to throw this together and I'm going to put it out there and like and I threw it out. Game changer. And it just became a thing. You can't always predict yeah. that stuff. That's true. Especially if you're an idiot like me, but like <laughs> people love the stuff that is really convenient. Yeah. So while I don't like generally thinking about adding features as a way to get users, because most of the time we just add features to our apps and either like jelly and all of a sudden it makes your app all, you know, just get downloaded like crazy because turns out everyone <laughs> wanted that feature. Yep. Most of the time, the features we add are things that we want and they don't move the needle that much. Yeah. But there was another one for me that I don't necessarily want to say move the needle a lot just because it's hard for me to track. But I at least know in app, I have a lot of engagement and it's getting me a lot of external visibility and that's the share sheets I added. Mm. Um, and this was back like, geez, two and a half years ago, three years ago, three and a half years ago, a long time ago. It all blurs together, indie life, <laughs> where what I did was essentially at the end of the day, the user can create uh, or pick from five different pre-made images that are formatted for Instagram that are either highlighting their vertical or highlighting the map of the day or a photo they took or whatever they want to highlight. And they can share that on social media. And now, obviously, this is nothing new. You know, this is how people and apps try and go viral all the time. <laughs> but last time I checked last season, if I recall correctly, about 10% of my users were generating these share cards and putting them online, or at least putting them in iMessage. Apparently, I found out iMessage is hugely popular for this type of content for me. Um, Instagram, I think, was second, if I remember. But those share sheets, you know, a, a way to essentially share the experience that the users had within the app and share that with their friends has turned out to be a pretty popular avenue for me to at least get advertisements in front of new users. Yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily converting <laughs> because I don't have like a backend download link tracker and all that kind of stuff. And I don't attach a URL to the share sheet. It's just kind of, you know, with the image. 
but that one's that one's been another feature I wanted to specifically call out of something that's at least worked well for me. And I don't think it's going to work well for everyone just because it, it's, you know, people are creating content within my app pretty much and they want to share that content. So it, it it's kind of like a GIF in that way of like, you know, you want to share that with a friend. That's the goal. So in that way, the sharing makes sense. I don't know how well that could work for Gus 3. Uh, maybe if you have achievements or something like that, like some kind of goal that they hit that they can share, like, hey, look, I reached third grade literacy level with French <laughs> or something like that. Some yeah. excitable, shareable moment that you could hook into within Gus. That might be an interesting way to be like, yeah. here's something that you can put right, online. Right. Of course, you have to think about minors, but <laughs> yeah. And that's I think that's the thing we always worry about is that are we going to, you know, end up violating some type of COPA rule? But I've considered for... um distant features that they could record like an entire scene and like they've narrated a story so like there should not be nothing identifiable in that oh in that recording yeah we just we'll get there someday (laughs) yes i mean it seems like the real trick here is to provide something for your users to actually talk about it's that social aspect of the of like giving them something that they can then share with other people and i think this is part of like it's kind of part of what the Twitter thing did for me. Like, I mean, I can't do share sheets, but apparently people like downloading Twitter gifts because that's what they talk about. And providing them something to talk about is is the thing that is going to get that conversation right. going with people. And that's how things go viral. And so in the case of you, Curtis, you've got like your share card things of like, you know, people can share those things and then like the conversation comes up of like, oh, what made this? And which, <laughs> which fun fact. Yeah. So when you design those share cards, yeah. don't do your normal thing where you don't want to put your branding out very heavily. Oh, yeah. uh, this March, I actually revisited that and made the tracked with slopes much more still tasteful, but prominent because mm-hmm. I way underplayed that to the point where like most people I noticed as I was looking on social media would be like, literally. hey, what app did you use to it's make right that? There. And it's like, it literally <laughs> says tracked with slopes in the top right yeah so make sure you exert your branding to a decent degree uh when you make those share cards you can probably do it a lot stronger than you think and i'm still probably not enough and it comes down to like in the case of something like gus maybe it's it's more about like providing that stuff it's like it like you said like you know be able to like create the little stories and stuff like that it's not so much about like taking that stuff and then posting it or creating it for other people, but it can be about being able to like export them and share them and send them right, to right. other people. Yeah. I mean, you think of, think of like the way that the Swift Playgrounds app for iPad has kind of, kind of blossomed in the way that like you can create your own playgrounds and share them and make them available to other people. It's totally mm-hmm. like, and people can create like now feeds of that stuff. Like you can have your, like it's like almost like a YouTube channel, but with, code like i don't know yeah but like it becomes not just an app that people use to like to do the one thing it becomes a platform and so it becomes a thing of Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. that's where people go because that's the where these features and stuff are like that's where the social stuff is so uh, it's i think in that sense it's like it's about like getting people to talk It's about providing those things that people want to talk about providing them like providing those things and i know that like I say this because I know that you have to think about like the copper stuff and the various other related laws of, you know, children's privacy. privacy. But you can provide things for people to share and to like to talk about without violating people's privacy and without extent like going over that that boundary. It's just about making it really easy and really convenient to put that stuff out. Right. Yeah. 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 Like I'm thinking like it would be really cool if you could find a way to like, you know, they narrate a story or something like that. 
and hmm. they're able to send that to their parents via iMessage or something. Exactly. They, the things that they would normally go like, mommy, mommy, look what I did. Yeah. Like, they can send that. And then those parents could send that to their other parent friends and be like, hey, look what my kid did. Yeah. That's the goal. <laughs> but finding those exciting moments that you would normally have in the analog world when you're learning a language right. or, you know, when you're drawing or whatever, finding those kind of interactions between parents and children and finding a way to digitally export those right. and make them available to whatever audience they deem, you know, they deem valid because at that point that's their parents' fault for, you know, breaking the law or whatever and not yeah. your fault. I'll be okay <laughs> yeah. for that. <laughs> I, it, it's, it's the equivalent of like having that painting that they can hang on the, like that the parents yeah. can hang on the fridge yeah. or like, you know, hang on all of their friends fridges all at once like it's it's yeah that that sort of thing but spe so speaking of you know things that hanging on the fridge <laughs> yes what? what was so awkward about that speaking just, of things hanging on the fridge beautiful segue there mate. <laughs> <laughs> no but it did it made me think of alice back when you did like those posters for gus on the go and like hmm. I think that's an interesting other potential avenue. I don't know. I saw, I've been seeing you and Yano talking online of like all these characters you're generating in app, but I'm wondering yeah. like, is there any avenue down there for like merchandising type of thing where those yeah. characters you're creating are adorable? Like if you could find <laughs> a way for like, you know, they get to hang them on their fridge or like something like that. Like that could be interesting. Have you given any thought into that? Yeah, we, we do have the posters that are officially on Etsy. So like, I use them to sell, but they're not like, I don't think any of my current users has, have actually made it their way to there and bought it. Like they're, um, in some way I'm finding new users that way. Well, yeah, that's fine. That's what we're yeah. talking about here. Right. User acquisition, not, you know, getting more money out of users. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a whole other episode. Yeah. But so, both are nice. <laughs> it's there. It's, it's on there. Um, and the funny thing is like, I think I make more, on Etsy than I do on Amazon. <laughs> almost, almost. <laughs> Some months. Mm. So it's, yeah, I use it for that, but I mainly use it for marketing as well. So I'll use the same exact materials and I'll send them out to uh, different schools and teachers and they get really, really excited about it. So that's my other smaller niche. <laughs> yeah, I've had a hard time tracking how effective my stuff is. So the merchandising I added to Slopes this season is all in-app. I don't have a web-based store. I know people in-app are buying stuff. You know, I haven't made a ton of money from it, but I've made, you know, some amount of money. I'm not sad. Um, for the minimal amount of work it was to add, it's been going pretty well. But the problem is it's not like your Etsy store. I'm kind of envious of that where, like, you can actually acquire new public. users through that yeah. artwork. Yeah, mine's all in-app achievement-based, uh, which makes it a little bit harder. But I do know at least, like, users who get that swag are very excited for it and wear it. So I'm hoping that means somewhere out there somebody's like, yeah, slopes, it's great. Look at my shirt, please. <laughs> Would it be worthwhile having like a, a public store that even lists the stuff that you have to unlock as like a this is what you can do if you can if you unlock it. Yeah, that's a smart idea. That would be very low hanging fruit for me to put on the website. <laughs> I should do that. Thanks for making more work for me, Jelly. You're welcome. Because I already wasn't busy enough. All I live for is giving you more work. It doesn't sound too hard. I already screwed this season, dude. I had so much work. But these are these are the things that we're like, as far as merchandise is concerned. Like, what you want is not just the like. Okay, well, I'm wearing your shirt, etc. Which I'm not wearing your shirt. I'm wearing a top four shirt. But you you want people to basically to to buy your shirt. But in the case of like bringing new users in. I guess one of the things that you could, like, one of the things you want is, like, here is a reason why you would want to come and use this app. Like, sure. you can have this yeah. really cool, like, you can, 
you can purchase this really cool shirt and you only get it if you are like if you unlock a thousand skis i don't you must own 1,000 moons and take a picture of every one of them yep by doing that and by having that available like it starts to get them thinking about like okay well maybe i need to download this app because that is a sweet shirt (laughs) i do almost have 999 skis i'm I'm almost there but this will get you there yeah this will get you there this will like and it it's that sort of like gamification there's another word yeah is yeah. that sort of like you know enticing kind of stuff like the 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 um the achievement aspect of of right. merchandise i guess so we have outside of merchandise and social share cards and stuff like that uh, we we've had some success doing partnerships and it's not the partnership in the sense that someone gave us money because i think if i'm not mistaken all three of us are vehemently Against taking VC money. <laughs> yeah. No, Jelly? Jelly might yeah. know. <laughs> I'm happy with the money. I, I will never say no to money, but I will probably say no to the strings yeah. that come with it. So, well, The way I've been thinking about Gus on the go is that I'm trying to find ways to partner up with organizations that, A, don't require money being exchanged, um, but like always just like a mutually beneficial relationship. Yeah. And in mm. the past, we've worked with an Armenian language group. Or not, it's, a, it's an Armenian cultural group. And it's been one of the most rewarding relationships because, A, they're so grateful to be able to have something out there for this language that is not, you know, widely spoken. And so what we did was that we, um, they gave us the content in terms of recording and then we worked with them to do some of the graphics. And then we were able to release a version of our app, which is it's the same and, and is still under our name, but it just says, you know, in logo, in our logo, in partnership with this group. And so in return, they've gotten like a branding deal out of it. Right. They, they have two different, two different languages, a Western and Eastern Armenian app in three different platforms. And that's huge for them because they also didn't have to pay a developer to do it. Sure. Yeah. And in return, they also did a lot of advertising for us. They went and purchased ads on different websites, Armenian websites, and somewhere in Yerevan, Armenia, there was at some point a Gus on the Go physical ad. Oh wow! Like I've never got, I've never seen it, but that's what I've heard. (laughs) So I, I, we've done that in the past, and we've also worked with another nonprofit that is trying to send out iPads all over the world in um, remote areas, and so. We offer the app for free, um, but in return, we are also, you know, doing something really positive, and that's part of our marketing as well. I've been trying to think about those examples that we've done in the past and try to move forward. Mm. Do we try to partner up with something larger? This is where I'm I'm still uncertain, but this is where I'm trying to think outside of the box. Yeah, I've tried. I mean, I'm pretty uncertain here, too. You know, resorts aren't really interested in my app, per se. They tend to want their own app. Which makes it, I'd have to white label, which is not an avenue I'm 100% thrilled about the idea about because then I'm enterprise software and eh. But there are other conglomerates out there that are basically a combination of ski resorts that might be more looking forward to it because they're trying to compete with someone like Vail, uh, who owns, you know, 20, 30 resorts worldwide and has their mm-hmm. own shitty app and all kinds of stuff. So like <laughs> an app would be nice for their offering. So I'm trying to approach some of those. I have another, uh, speaking of, you know, bigger people to partner with, um, we'll just 
be the big crickets there. Something's in the works. Who knows what'll come of it, but like exploring interesting avenues down there. Um, but that can be harder because some of those you have to wait for them to approach you because they're in the position of power. Yeah. Uh, not so much you. So there's, a, you know, knocking on their door. Eh, you know, why are they going to pay attention to you when they're an order of magnitude bigger? But yeah, so I, I, you know, there's a bunch of stuff I'm kind of flailing with in this avenue, but I feel like that's kind of what it is right now is just flailing. And I don't have much I can talk to right now about what I found successful, but I do think it's a good avenue to go down because I think there are a lot of things that will be mutually beneficial. It's just a matter of finding those people. Yeah. And that's the hard part I still struggle with is, you know, finding those partners that'll help make a difference. Hmm. You know, one I can talk to that I saw a competitor do was they partnered with the state of Vermont, uh, where if you recorded at any of the ski resorts in Vermont uh, using their app during the entire season, you had a chance to win something. I forget what it was. Um, but the app required user registration so they could track all that kind of stuff. I don't know how it worked for them, but they did that. Uh, they had an Android version, so they could do that. I don't have an Android version, so I can't really do that. But there are a lot of those interesting things that you wouldn't normally think of, but like, yeah, states have tourists you know, groups that are in charge of bringing in commerce for that. So they have giveaways and an app could be a good way for that. Yeah. So yeah, there's, I think a bunch of interesting stuff there. It's just, I haven't had much luck yet. Yeah. It's, that's, that stuff is really hard because I, I think that's one like of the, business, man. Yeah. That's <laughs> really that's hard. Like that's the really hard stuff. Like it, it, we, we started off with like the low hanging fruit of features yeah. and stuff like that. That's really like, Oh, it's just like, it's just a, it's just a brain thing. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then we kind of moved into like the, we've, yeah, this is the stuff where it's like actually like talking to people. <laughs> Who wants to do that? <laughs> I, I personally haven't done a lot of partnership stuff. There are definitely potential avenues that I could go down with it as a general rule. And I'm going to be the, like the, the cranky one, I guess. I'm always the cranky. Why am I always the cranky one <laughs> of like partnerships are a difficult thing and you've, You've got to be careful with them. Like, yeah, you've got to go sure. into them thinking about it. And this is where the kind of the difficult stuff comes in. When you partner stuff, partner with people, if one of them, one person is in a position of power and it's not going to, like, that they are in a position to just basically, like, get you to do free stuff for them. Yeah. And that can become problematic. Like, the white labeling stuff is very, is, it kind of mm. goes down that track yeah. of, like, figuring out whether or not that's worth, worthwhile. Um, Partnerships always come with strings on both sides, obviously. What you have to do is work out whether or not it's going to be beneficial for, as beneficial for you as it is going to be for them. And I would very carefully think about that. That's, that's basically all I have to say about partnerships. No, I agree. I, I mean, it, it wasn't like all flowers and unicorns and yeah. rainbows, <laughs> but like, because I think there was no money involved. It made it a little easier, mm. well, or like like the deadlines weren't quite as uh, set, so I didn't. I, we felt we could still work at our own pace while continuing it or working on this. Yeah. So this has given me a lot to think about as we, you know, move forward with Gus Three, the relaunch. Gus Three, the search for more money. <laughs> <laughs> Someday we'll find a good name for it too. So if you have any suggestions on how to. Uh, find new users or um, find interesting partnerships, please send them to Jelly because he loves partnerships. <laughs> no, no, don't send them to me. <laughs> okay, fine. Just me. Just me. 
She'll keep them all for herself. Yes. <laughs> How about you send them to every, or like the three of us? We have an email address for that. Do we? Oh, right. It is. <laughs> you can send it to us at hello at independence.fm, or you can uh, fill out a form at independence.fm slash contact. You can sometimes find me on Twitter. Actually, I'm not sure if we are doing Twitter anymore. <laughs> it's apparently all on Mastodon now, yeah. but it's for now Mastodon. we're still on Twitter. It, <laughs> you can find me at Eda Duck I Must. You can find me as at Parrots, the plural of the bird. And I am Jelly Bean Soup. Thank you all for listening, and we'll talk to you again in two weeks. Bye-bye.